Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Mm. A very happy Saturday morning to you. We are live here at the Seattle International Auto Show at the Lumen Field Events Center. And it always does my heart good to show up here once a year and park in the parking garage and then come in and see better cars inside the Lumen Event Center than you see out in the parking garage. And that's what we have here as the, as the auto show rolls into town. We are up on the mezzanine uh, level here, which is where you come in at the show office. Uh, but the action is certainly down on the floor where... Uh, I, I would have to say that electric vehicles are the order of the day. Uh, and here in Seattle, of course, we're one of the leading places that buys electric vehicles. Uh, us, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, this is really where you see all of the action. And, yeah, you think electric vehicle and you say, well, you know, I don't know. But if you come here, spend a few hours walking around the floor test drive a few of the electric vehicles that they have right here inside the building. And you get out and you say, wow, that's pretty groovy. I like that. I'm going to find out a little bit more about that. And of course, there are the internal combustion engine vehicles here as well. But really, when you think about it, uh, there's something for everybody here. If you are in the market for a car, or even if you're like me, when I was a kid, I used to love to go to the New York International Auto Show and gander at everything and look at everything and see exactly what was going on. It's where I first saw, um, you know, the show cars that uh, that so um, uh, catch your eye and your heart and your mind when you're a kid. So if you're pops or moms and you're saying to yourself, well, you know, we got a new car thing coming up here in the not too distant future. This is the place you want to be this weekend. If you're a kid, a youngin, and you say to yourself, man, you know, all of these new electric cars look cool, look groovy. Well, you know, I don't know if kids say kids say groovy anymore. Anybody know? Yeah, no, nobody knows. But I'm going to go with groovy because I say it, my daughter says it. So uh, if you're a kid, you come here with your parents and you look around, you go, wow. And even if you're an older person like me, you come here and I'm sitting in the middle of Alfa Romeo heaven. I have a, a, an old 70s, I'm going to say, Alfa Coupe sitting here on one side, a new spider sitting over here. Uh, we got a sobs. I mean, we're in the middle of car heaven. This is up on the mezzanine. Of older cars, I can see a mini over there, so you can get a little bit of everything. Whether you like the older cars, you like the brand new cars, uh, you like art cars. Uh, you know, there's a big uh, art car movement around, and a lot of people love to see how different artists interpret cars. Uh, there's a BMW art car here that you got to see. It's, I mean, I'm a Peter Max fan. I don't remember the story a couple of years ago about Peter Max. And they found like 50 Corvettes in the garage that he had painted and forgot about. I'm a Corvette guy. I don't know how in the world you forget about 50 Corvettes, but it is possible. Uh, but when it, and speaking about Corvettes, they have the new Corvette here. But what they also have 
that I think is going to draw a lot more interest this weekend and has been probably is the Chevy Blazer and the Chevy Equinox. Two brand new EV only. As a matter of fact, you haven't seen these cars yet because they're not out on the street. They're not. These are these are pre-production prototypes that General Motors has sent here along with the Hummer, which maybe you've seen one, maybe not. Uh, and all of these vehicles are here at the Seattle International Auto Show uh, so that you can look at them, feel them, touch them and get a better idea of what they're about. There's also experts here that you can talk to about these electric vehicles, because what I am finding in this wide range of electric vehicles, and we've talked about this many times on the show, there is a, um, a um, one for everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. If you are uh, somebody who just commutes a you know, 20 miles a day to school, 20 miles back, uh, you know, maybe you take an occasional trip up to the apple cider place up off, up off of I-5, pick up a couple of gallons of cider and a dozen apple cider donuts. Well, that's sounding good right now, isn't it? Um, there's, there's an electric vehicle for you that has both the range to do the 20 miles and the ability to do the 140 probably that is back and forth to go up there. There's, there's lots of, of vehicles that will tailor to what you need them for if you want to go electric. So that's the great thing about the auto show is you get to come here at Lumen Field. You, you park your car, you get out of your car, you walk in, you grab a program, you walk around, and now you can say, well, you know, that there's the, uh, there's the Blazer. And right over there is the Ford. Uh, what do I like about one? What do I like about the other? There's the Chrysler. Um, there's the Pacifica plug-in hybrid, which is another thing that not a lot of people talk about a lot, but yet is a very integral part of this whole thing. Uh, it's um, If your therapist told you to go out and buy a car uh, and you were following your therapist orders, you would probably get a plug-in hybrid because there's the electric you're doing the right thing for the environment and there's also the gasoline component so you're not jittering when you see that gauge go down to five miles to a charging station it's it, it's really it's a beautiful thing so you have all of that um i was just in the ford f-150 lightning last week as you know we talked about it last week and that's a i mean it's a great truck now, on the show today, we're going to have some people here. Uh, my friend Tom Volk is going to join us. Tom and I uh, you know, know each other for, I don't know, Tom, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years? At least. At least, yeah. Well, matter of fact, we were around when the original Maxwell electric car came out of the garage. I have one. <laughs> so we're going to talk to Tom, and Tom knows everything about electric cars, and not just from a perspective of an auto reviewer, but he owns them. So he puts his money where his mouth is, and um, and we'll we'll talk to him. We also have people here from uh, uh, the uh, Tacoma uh, Utilities, Public Utilities, uh, because if you buy an electric car, what's the next thing that's going on in your head? All right, I'm not going to charge this thing. There's a lot of exciting things going on in charging cars right now and getting that component of it, because let's face it, the car is only as good as how fast how close and how good you could charge the battery. 
if you don't have if you don't have that charging infrastructure to work on, well, then you're pretty much um, then you're pretty much got a big slot car. You know, you, you put it up on the shelf, and that's it. But we will uh, we will do that. We will talk about that with uh, Tom. With uh, we have a bunch of people, and we'll tell you what's at what the must sees are at the show. And that's the most important because the show is only here till um, uh, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. And if you don't get here, uh, you miss out on this. And this is something, listen, this is one of the hot shows. Okay. You know, we as journalists go to New York, we go to Los Angeles, we go to Detroit. Um, and car shows have taken a hit over the last couple of years. The Seattle show, because if you remember, I was here last year. The Seattle show is one that didn't take a hit. It kept rolling. As soon as it got back and was able to start up again after COVID, it, it really kind of pushed itself up to the forefront of auto shows around the nation. So you get to come here and you get to see vehicles that you don't see anywhere else. Uh, as I said before, with the Dodge Hornet. Uh, with the Chevy Blazer. You're not going to see those cars anywhere else. You'll start to see them out and about in shows after this. But Seattle is a market where the car companies look at and they say, well, let's roll something out here and see what it looks like, uh, such as the case with the Tonali, the, the uh, nice, uh, really, really beautiful, I thought, Alfa Romeo a uh, crossover SUV that we saw yesterday. Uh, let's see, that was Thursday when uh, it was press day here. And we had everybody from the NAWAPA, the Northwest Automotive Press Association, come out and take a look at the cars and uh, get an idea of what was going to be here. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Matter of fact, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll be able to see a, a short film I did on just exactly what's out here. Uh, you know, just a quick hit on the scene and what it's like and what uh, the new stuff that we saw. And uh, in, in a minute, like I say, we'll talk to Tom Volk. We will get a chance to pick his brain about what's out here and what exactly uh, is is the future of auto shows and some of these cars and, and the whole automotive business. So we'll take a quick break here, come back, and Tom Volk will join us. Uh, Tom, of course, from Driven and the New York Times and a whole bunch of other stuff. He also uh, works with the auto show here. We'll be able to pick his brain, uh, not just a little bit, but a lot of it about uh, what's going on in electrics, in all kinds of cars, uh, from the littlest, smallest car that I'm going to ask him about that's not coming to the United States yet and is not here, to the big electrics that are here and the BMWs and the just the, the fantastic uh, number and width of what we are seeing in electrics uh, these days. So it's the Seattle Auto Show. We are live here. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time Radio. Quick break, and we are back with Tom Volk right here on 1150 KKNW. All right, now let's see if we can find first. No, that's not it. No, believe me, it's in there somewhere. No matter how rough you treat a rebel, it's awfully hard to hurt it. A survey of professional driving schools shows that they use more of our cars than any other kind. How am I doing? A lot better than yesterday. Turn left. 
I can't do it while you're watching me. Okay, turn left. How does it feel the first time out in traffic, Mr. Moss? Mr. Moss? Mr. Moss? Look out for the truck! What truck? Behind the bus! What bus? The Rebel has held its own against some of the worst drivers in the world. Should I turn the windshield wiper on? At this point, it looks like the Rebels are going to outlast the teachers. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. We're back with you live at the Seattle International Auto Show. Uh, the It's uh, it's, it's going to be rocking here in about an hour. Uh, opens up at 10 o'clock this morning? Yeah. 10 o'clock this morning, the doors open. Please come down and uh, look around. Bring the family, bring the kids. There's uh, not only are there cars to look at, but there's a lot of neat booths. And as I said before, uh, you know, uh, different automobilia that uh, you can take part in. There's uh, experts here you can talk to about cars. Uh, I even understand there's a VIP tour that you can uh, get. And I think it's with Tom and a few other people, automotive people. Perry Stern. Perry Perry Stern, well, does he bake something for the tour? Because Perry's a he, baker. He does barbecue. He, yeah, he for the tour. You might get bacon. If he's got a pulled pork sandwich, I'll come back and oh, take the tour. It's really good. <laughs> All right. Tom Volk is with us uh, here on Drive Time Radio. And Tom, uh, an old friend uh, that uh, we have uh, been on many uh, uh, what they call car programs together. And, and both of us have watched this automotive business uh evolve devolve and evolve again it it seems to go up and down back and forth but it's never boring tom of course writes for the new york times uh he has his own youtube channel driven i think it's uh, yep, driven car reviews. yeah driven uh i i watch it i steal ideas for reviews i do want you know, and i steal from him so. yeah but we steal from each other it's very know? incestuous it's like the old incestuous. richard Pryor line he tells lies i tell lies we compliment each other's lives. <laughs> but Tom joins us here at the uh, Seattle International Auto Show. Tom, good morning. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. I'm surrounded by a lot of really good-looking cars, cutting-edge cars, cars of every shape, size, and technology. Yeah, that's the one thing about a place like this is, you know, if you go to, and listen, I'm not knocking dealer showrooms or anything like that. No. But it, you get to look at the cars next to each other downstairs on the floor. You get to look at a, a Blazer and what does it look like next to a Ford uh, Mach-E. Or you get to look yeah. at the small Nissan and what it looks like next to the Toyota or yeah. near the Toyota. The impressions, you're not getting in your car running from one dealer to another or looking at it on your phone, you can sit in it. Yeah. You can feel, does it fit you? Because, you know, guys, especially guys like me, big guys. Yeah. We got to find cars that fit us, man. Right. Yeah. Um, I have always been a huge believer that the auto show is the best place to do any type of research for a vehicle. Because, yeah, the Internet's great. And you can get the, you know, 500-foot view and right. see what's out there. But until you actually sit in the car, find out if it's comfortable for you, um, find out if you like the plastics and stuff. And remember, the interior is what you see the most of, right? So, right. you I, you know, yeah, you want a great looking car walking up to it. But when you're stuck in I-5 traffic, 
uh, that's what you're staring at. You want a good looking interior. Um, and you can find out if your kids fit in the back, whether your bikes fit in the back of the trunk, or if you're going to have to get a rack. Um, right. There is nothing more valuable than this. It's it's just a huge benefit. And, and with the also the thing that you, you're not, there's not the pressure of going into a car dealer when you're here. Right. And somebody trying to sell you a car or trying to say this is the car for you. You get to make up your own mind here. Nobody stands behind you and says, well, we got to get you into this car. We got to do this. We got to do that. Yeah. You, you can go at your own pace. You can walk along the floor at your own pace. You can see uh, the equipment that's here. You can look at it and say, okay. Uh, maybe I want uh, the plain Jane. Maybe I want to order, you know, ordering cars now is going to be the thing of the future. Yeah. When you go now to buy a car, it's not going to be you go to the dealer and you get your, you you know, you just take what's on the lot. More and more, we're going to see companies saying to you, order what you want in the car. Yeah. So you better have a, a facility like this so that you can go and look at the different cars yeah. and understand more so that when you, Either go to the dealer to place your. I mean, it's going to be like McDonald's. You're going to go to the dealer. There's going to be a kiosk, and the dealer is going to salesman is going to sit down at the at the thing with you, and you're going to order your car. Yeah, you got to You're going to have to come to a place like this. Yeah, and study and look a little bit. So you have that, and then you also have, like I said before, the wow factor. Wow, look at that. Wow, I didn't know that. There is definitely some wow here. There's there's the new Z06 Corvette is here yeah i mean that thing's made of unobtainium um and plus there are going to be those kind of vehicles that people squirrel away and collect you're not gonna really see them out on the road yeah 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 what's um you've been around a long time uh what's the one car here we'll start with the with the big wow what's the big wow for you here what's the car here that when it got off the trailer and was driven out onto the floor you said oh man people are going to flock to see that thing it's probably not what you think okay um because i cover more of the mainstream vehicles what people actually buy and when i saw the blazer in the equinox evs coming into the show it's the first time I've seen them. It was like, okay, those are going to work. People are really going to buy those. Um, General Motors took a little extra time compared to the other mainstream automakers and developed the Ultium battery system. And now it's sort of like a Lego system where they can scale it up, scale it down, and put these vehicles out very, very quickly. And if you want to see an Equinox or a Blazer, you're going to have to come to this show because they're not out until the summer of 2023. Um, and you're going to have to order them ahead, just like yep. you said. And so it's a really good idea. And the Equinox starts at, which I can't believe, around $30,000. And, you know, this is the, about the size of a Honda CRV. It's the size that people want. The Blazer is a little bit bigger. Um, obviously that's just a front wheel drive with the smaller battery pack. You can add a larger battery pack. If you often go to get apple cider and, and apple donuts. I had a, I had a little note with that, didn't I? Uh, you know, I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> I'm on. Yeah. 
Um, we'll be racing up by five. You know, if you're up there, hang don't, don't sell two dozen donuts. Keep them in the bag for <laughs> us. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the the thing is, is that you'll be able to buy those vehicles to your needs. You can buy the right. smaller battery pack. You don't have to pay for the bigger battery pack if you're not going to Portland all the time. Um, so those two vehicles are exactly what consumers want. They're all-wheel drive SUV crossovers. The, the Equinox is a little smaller. Blazer is a little bit bigger. Blazer will be available in an SS version, high performance. Uh, yeah, and high performance in these electrics is a little bit different than high yeah. performance in a piston engine. Let's face it. I mean, yeah. if you're a, if you're a fan of hitting the gas and getting into getting into traffic or getting past traffic, yeah, uh, these vehicles bring you something that you may never have felt before. Yeah, and here's another thing. Um, last winter when we had the big snowmageddon right yeah i happen to have a volkswagen id4 all-wheel drive now i live in the middle of a very large hill and we have those in seattle right yeah and i'm thinking okay it's not my car <laughs> i'm gonna go try and see how it does in the snow right and it had all season tires it didn't have snow tires and you know tires are really important right yeah, yeah. and because electric motors and the electronics react so quickly and precisely, that thing was like Spider-Man. Wow. I was going up and down Finney Ridge. I was looking for the steepest sections to see if I could stop and start from a complete stop going uphill. Wow. And it worked. And so here in the Pacific Northwest, where, okay, we don't get snow all that often, but we have rainy, slick streets. Right. So there's an advantage to these all-wheel drive electric vehicles. They just react quicker. Whereas, you know, the gas vehicles are good. I mean, you know, come on, Subarus, they're everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, the hydraulics and all of those mechanics for ICE cars, they take a little while to kind of like... Uh, in the cold weather, they tend to be like we are in the cold weather, a little... Reluctant yeah. to get going until yeah. you tap it a little, you know? Yeah. So, but there's all sorts of other things. I mean, the Ford F-150 Lightning is here and people can drive it. We have the electric highway, which you can go out and drive these vehicles, including a Porsche Taycan, which, you know, I need to make more money because I need to buy one of those. I don't know a, a Porsche. I don't, I mean, if you're not like seriously qualified to buy a Porsche. I don't know where you're going to get a chance to drive one. Right. Uh, I mean, half the reviewers I know don't even get a chance to drive them. Yeah. So uh, if that's ever been your dream to to drive a Porsche and to see what that feels like, you can come here, pay your money to come in the front door, um, go to the desk, sign up, and you can drive that car around the, uh, the test drive track that they have. If you can, And you can, even if you're not, going to buy one you can still compare the other vehicles that they have there because the great thing about electric car no emissions they yeah. can have a track in the back it's not like the old uh, combustion engines where you had to do it outside and it got to be a mess here one-stop shop right yeah. in the back at the auto show and you get to see feel and 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 like we were talking about before you get to see if you fit in that car yeah and i will also point out that Along with the electric vehicles, there are plenty of gasoline-powered vehicles. Right. Because those are going to be around for a while. But there's also, and you touched on it, there are a number of plug-in hybrids. And plug-in hybrids are really great for people who want to dip their toe into the electric vehicle lifestyle. Because 
you plug it in, you charge it overnight, and it's really easy to do on standard 120 current. Right. Um, you can go 30, 40, 50 miles on electricity alone, and then it defaults to a regular hybrid. Um, I own two plug-in hybrids, and typically I now buy half tanks of gas because I only drive 25, 30 miles a day. I do it all on electric. And so I don't want the gas in my car to get old. And it has a, an algorithm that after a while, it forces the engine on to burn that gasoline mm. off. And, and, you know, the disadvantage of a plug-in hybrid is, of course, you still have a gasoline engine to maintain, but you're using it so much less that, like, the computer tells me to change my oil about every two and a half years. Wow. So you're saving uh, yeah. a little bit of coin right there. Yeah. Uh, in, and, and, and also, um, my wife and I went to Montana, to Missoula, this summer for a road trip. I just switched to gasoline, right? So yes. daily, you're talking about, you know, just driving around on electrons. And then if you want to go on a road trip to Yellowstone or anything like that, don't worry about it. Just switch to gasoline. I noticed that uh, Nissan uh, has, and, and I guess we can all agree or disagree that the Leaf is probably the first electric car to make that breakthrough from, you know, from straight electric, uh, not a hybrid, you know, something that you have to have the faith to make sure that there's a charging station wherever you're going. It was the first affordable electric car. Right. Right. And still one of the only that in the Bolt EV. Right. Right. Are, right. are the two. And they are affordable. You can get almost a fully loaded Bolt, which you can buy tax free in Washington state. Yeah. For around $30,000. Well equipped. This is not a penalty box. Right. I've been, They're I, really good cars. Yeah. I've been shopping a Volt for a, a good friend of mine uh, wants to buy one. I've talked him into buying an electric car. And uh, so I've been shopping them. And yeah, there are plenty of them out there. Uh, right at twenty nine to thirty two thousand dollar range, which, considering that the average ticket on a new car these days is around forty something thousand dollars, high forties, yeah. that's that's an economy car. Yeah, Kelly days. Kelly Blue Book just recently said that it was forty eight thousand dollars. That's the average transaction price for a vehicle these days. Wow, uh, amazing! If, yeah, if you have it, you could buy two Cadillacs. My father would be looking at that, going, "Wow, that's four Cadillacs I could buy." <laughs> We're at, we are live at the Seattle International Auto Show. Tom Volk is with us. We are talking cars, talking about what's here, talking about why you should be here. Also, make sure that you come down here. Our show today is sponsored by the fine folks at the Seattle International Auto Show at the Lumen uh, Center, uh, the Lumen Field Event Center. I always have to get that right. It's hard. You know, once you get it going, it's okay. Yeah, it, I know. It took me a little while, but, you know, because I keep wanting to say the Lumen Stadium because of the Seahawks. And by the way, don't forget that the Seahawks play at 6.30 tomorrow morning. So you can watch the Seahawks game tomorrow, then load the kids up into the car after the victory over there in Germany over Tom Brady and his Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then come down to the auto show and still, and there'll be lots of people here with Seahawks stuff on, I'm sure. So you can feel like you're almost at the, uh, you know, they have the Seahawks party in here before the game. You'll almost feel like you're hanging out with a bunch of Seahawks people that have all new cars, the upper end. Yeah. They're, they're a great crowd, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Nissan area is uh, another car that we saw we we're, were talked to about uh, the other day. And uh, Nissan now goes past the Leaf and into their next electrified car. Yeah. And um, what are some of your thoughts on Nissan? Nissan, I mean, I hate to say it. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite car companies back when they were with uh, Datsun. Yeah. But they seem to be a little behind the curve in some places. But this car kind of catches them up, doesn't it? Yeah. So one of the coolest things that I've ever done was Nissan flew a bunch of us automotive journalists back just before the pandemic to show us everything that they were going to be doing for the next five years for Infinity and Nissan. And so I saw the production version of the Aria. I knew that there was a new Z car coming out, but I couldn't say anything. Right. They were all saying, like, you can't say a word. They took our cell phones away from us. Um, they literally went us, we went through a metal detector to make sure that we didn't have cameras. And we walked out into this courtyard and we saw the what we now know as the Proto Z that is here. Avance has this here that you can look at it. Yeah. And beautiful we, car. We saw too. the Aria, we saw the Pathfinder, we saw the new Frontier, because they were basically trying to say, look, we understand we sort of messed up. This is what's coming, and it's really awesome, which is true. Um, one of the coolest things that we got to do is oftentimes they have these names like for your all-wheel drive systems like Quattro and Formatic and you know, yeah. four motion yeah. and all that. And you know, yeah, they're all-wheel drive stuff. Um the one for the Nissan Aria is called uh, E-Force, but the the F is a four, and it's and it's like okay, yeah, blah blah blah. But here's the interesting thing: because it's electric, right? They can do all sorts of subtle things with right. the electric drivetrain that you don't notice. And they had us driving over speed bumps. And what it does is as you're going over the the back end of the speed bump, the car senses that because the suspension has seen it go over. And it adds a little extra little bit of torque as you're coming down the other side. And it smooths out the chassis. It smooths everything out. And we were able to turn it on and off. And it was remarkable what the difference was. And they also had this algorithm that as you're going down the road and the wind is blowing you around a little bit, or when you're cornering and you're kind of like, er, 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 like some people do. Yeah. Um, it smooths all that out to the point where it helps to eliminate car sickness. And wow. you won't be able to turn it off in the production area, but this was a pre-production prototype with wires and stuff hanging out. So the engineers were like flicking buttons and doing things. And it was like, you know, usually this is just marketing stuff, right? <laughs> but this was actually, I mean, we all sat there, all of the automotive writers, people from Motor Trend and Car and Driver, and 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 we were like, that's amazing. I, it, it, you know, I used to get car sick when I was a kid. Yeah. Believe it or not, I, I got very car sick. It's too bad you didn't have an Aria. No, you know what I had? I had a Nectarine. Of what? all the things, yeah, of all the things that I found, and I tried everything, my mother would, you know, try different. She, we found that if I ate a nectarine before I got in the car, I didn't get car sick. Go figure. 
but it worked. You All know, right. sometimes you don't, you know, yeah, sometimes don't you don't it. go for the science. You go for the, I'm not throwing out, throwing up out the side window of the car. So yeah, yep. we're working with it, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, huh. So who knows? Maybe a, a Nissan engineer ate a nectarine one day because he was getting car sick. It and did decided... smell like oranges in there. Come to think of it. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Uh, we are at the Seattle International Auto Show at the Lewinfield Event Center uh, again uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, it's going. What time do you guys stay open until? 10 o'clock. Oh, no, 9, nine o'clock. Nine. We open at 10. Open Tonight, at 10. close at 9. We're at 9, but tomorrow closes at 6. At 6. So get down here. Get down even, here. You know, even if you're thinking about buying a car in the next year or even two, because the supply chain thing is still happening. It's yeah. it is definitely getting better. But you know, you you want to see that car. Also, maybe that car that you really want, it's just not available. Here you can easily say, right. wow, this is this is just as good. So you'll have a plan B. A plan C, a plan D. All right. Now, now I got to ask you a question because this is something that, that a few people now have asked me. And I'm thinking to myself, Tom is the guy to ask this question to. Toyota shutting down production because they don't have chips. Uh, yeah. This, that. Uh, GM delivering cars without seat heaters because they don't have chips. Right. Uh, go buy a Korean car and it's chips all over the place. Everything works. Why? Why, why do the Koreans have chips and Americans and Japanese don't have chips for their cars? Well, they're affected, too, but they also control their own supply. Uh, I mean, you have to remember, you know, Samsung is over there, right. um, LG. Um, right. So, you know. They, are are they we going to move toward that model? Is, is is that something that the United States is going to? Well, I know all the new legislation, toward? the stuff that's gone through, uh, you know, Congress and all like that. Um, they're definitely adding and encouraging chip production here in the United States because it's not just a manufacturing thing for cars and electronics. It's a national security issue. Yeah, we yeah. need to be able to have these things because. You know, not to go down this dark rabbit hole, but, you know, we also need chips for defense. And if we're relying on people overseas, well, that's kind of a problem. My blender that I make nectarine shakes in, you got to have a chip now. Everything needs a chip. You know, I mean, we've taken this for granted so much. Um, I mean, I think I was talking to, uh, was it a Nissan engineer? And he said, you know, the average vehicle has like 40 computers in it. And people think, oh, my computer is the most you know advanced product that I own. It's like, no, by far and away, the automobile is the most advanced consumer product you will ever buy. And not only does it have all sorts of electronics in there, it has to sit out in the cold, in the wet, right. in the heat. And if it doesn't start in extreme temperatures, it could cost somebody their life. And these guys really sweat the details it's the car is so much more amazing than people even imagine well and plus you talk about 40 computers those 40 computers have to talk to each other yep there has to be because you know there's a computer that controls the brake this computer control controls the accelerator uh the traction the rear wheels the front wheels all of those computers now have to talk to each other yep. and if they don't you, the consequences can uh you know be 
deadly. It'd be horrible. Yeah. You know, at the very least, you're stuck out in the middle, you know, 25 feet from the apple cider stand with the donuts and they're closed <laughs> in the middle of the night. You're I, smelling the side. I would break in. Yeah, I think yeah. I would too. I think I would. Then maybe the police that come along would give me a jump start. Um, 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 well, I, now I carry one of those little no-co. Those are amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's another amazing thing. A little computer that starts you, it stores yeah. up the energy and it a little no-co thing that's, I don't know, a hundred bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. And you carry it in your car and you don't have to call AAA anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Which cool. They're probably not happy about, but uh, you, know, you know, tow truck driver you, it comes, picks you need, up, yeah. boost you up, and you, like, can, and you it, can still go in and get triptychs, which you really still can. Yeah, yeah, and still, still draw the draw it's the like, thing on the long um, trucks. People still love their trucks. Oh uh, yeah, of course they. And do. and here at the uh, auto show. Uh, which sometimes can be misnamed because there's also a large amount of trucks here yep. that you could go through and look at. Uh, a lot of product coming down, including uh, a couple of my favorites, uh, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, which I call a truck, and uh, the Ford Maverick, which I call a truck. Two cars, uh, trucks that are kind of unobtainable at the moment, but you can come here, see it, look at it, and say, wow, that little half Half car, half truck, half truck is it's pretty groovy. For I've, me, pretty I've, cool. I've had the 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 Maverick a couple times, you know, for a week at a time. It's astonishing how much you, you don't honestly. It's it's so much better in the city. It's so much easier to drive than a full size pickup. And ninety nine percent of the stuff that I wanted to do, like go get mulch and you know take stuff to the dump, was plenty of room in the bed. Yeah. Um, I threw my bikes back there. I went mountain biking. Um, yeah, the Maverick's great. But, you know, they've also got, you know, the the newer versions of the Silverados and the GMCs with those trick tailgates, which you kind of have to see to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're amazing. The Rams are here. Um, you know, Ford's got their hybrid pickups. Um, not just the F-150 Lightning, because, you know, one, those are hard to get. And two, electrification doesn't work for everyone, right? Right, right. Again, it goes back to what we said at the top of the show, that these car cars now will fit your need. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead of just being general for everybody, uh, you'll be able to go buy a car for exactly what you need, uh, maybe a little bit more, and not pay for a lot of stuff that you don't need right. on a car. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, really, there's everything here. And, you know, to drive it home, there's a chance that you may see something that's completely off your radar screen and say, you know what? That works really well for me. Right. And wow, look at that interior. Um, and it's got vented seats. Right. Uh, vented seats. Vented seats are amazing. You get vented and, yeah, vented and massaging seats, you're doing good. Yeah. All right, Tom, it's good to see you. We're going to take a – you'll be around the show, I guess, all, all weekend, right? So if you see this handsome guy, stop and tell him you saw him on Drive Time Radio, and uh, he'll be uh, jumping up and happy. All right, uh, quick break here, short break. Can we come back? The charging systems, where are they? Where are they going? What's happening with the plug that you're going to need to make your electric car go? We'll talk about that when we come back here on Drive Time Radio. Bright new beginning to a beautiful 1968. Chevrolet's Impala Sport Coupe. Dramatically new. Distinctively styled.
What strikes you first is the beautiful harmony of line. Every curve, every sweep is clean and compatible. Modern, fresh design. And inside, Chevrolet remembers your comfort with new colors, new fabrics, new instrument panel. Security, too, with the proved GM energy-absorbing steering column, new side marker lights. Impala 68, unforgettably beautiful, right back to its new recessed taillights. Impala, America's favorite car, is at your Chevrolet dealers, who reminds you, be smart, be sure, buy Chevrolet. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Right back with you here on Drive Time Radio, live from the Seattle International Auto Show. You can, uh, it is open, uh, starting at 10 o'clock this morning, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. You come down and see cars side by side, neck and neck, tire to tire, uh, headlight to headlight, and pick out the one you like, and uh, who knows, maybe you can even take it home. Well, I don't think you'll be able to take it home from here, but... You can uh, certainly, uh, they'll hook you up with a dealer or whatever you need, but no pressure here. Just go look, come and enjoy what you see. Now, the big question that people always ask me, okay, you got this great electric car. How do you keep it going? Well, Cam LaHoulier of Tacoma Power is here, and he is one of the people that are in charge of putting power stations, putting charging stations around. Cam, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Great. I'm doing well, and I'm really happy to be here, Vinny. Happy to have you here. All right. Tacoma, with Click Cable at one time, was the an internet, was the leading, probably leading city in the country uh, as far as getting people hooked up to internet. Is Tacoma going to be the leading city in the country as far as getting people hooked up to charging cars so they can take advantage of this uh, revolution in electric cars? Well, we're definitely trying. Uh, we're doing a really good job about getting electric uh, vehicle chargers out there in the public, in the communities, in the places where people are going to shop and work and eat, and uh, so that it's convenient for them. Because we're a power company. We like to sell power, and uh, we're basically going to be the fuel provider for many of the electric vehicles you're going to see in your town and in your communities. It's amazing to think that there's going to be this, this shift from the gas station on the corner eventually to probably pretty much your garage or your parking spot or wherever it might be uh, where people will be able to just plug in, not have to go. Although when I drove over to Spokane last week in a lightning, I stopped in Moses Lake and Shell Oil has charging stations. So they're, they're playing, you know, one against the other. Yeah, they're part of this as well. I mean, um, uh, gasoline stations, many of them are adding electric vehicle charging stations as well. And, uh, you know, we're we're just going to need a lot of charging stations in a lot of places to ac- accommodate all of the electric vehicles that are going to be on the road in five years. What? Um, let's talk about the, the home charger first, because I think that's probably what you guys are much more involved in at the moment in getting people. Uh, the model with Tesla is you buy the car, they come, they put the charger in, then they want to sell you a battery and this and everything else so you can put it in your house. Um, is... Uh, how accessible, how easy is it for somebody to take, uh, to call you guys up and say, I'm considering an electric car. Do you guys put a charger in? Do you do that? Do they call a construction company? How will that work? Yeah, let me walk you through that a little bit. So all the electric cars that you can buy today, you can plug into your regular home uh, wall outlet as it is right now, a 120 volt wall outlet. 
will serve actually a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people. You could probably add somewhere between 50 and 60 miles of driving range every day if you just have your car plugged into your wall outlet. Right. So it's great for topping off your car or if you're not doing a lot of driving every day, if you're driving 20 miles or less every day, you know, a wall charger that comes with the car and with no additional equipment will work just fine for you. Now, if you're like me and you can't always predict that you're going to drive less than 20 miles. In fact, my commute is I drive about 70 miles a day to get to work and back. Right. And so for me, I, I was on level one charging for quite a while. And I was using the workplace charging that we had at work. And that was just fine for me. I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, at some point, I decided, you know, I needed a little more convenience in my life. And so I got a level two charger. A level two charger really just uses the same kind of outlet as you would use for your dryer, a 240 volt outlet. A lot of people have them for their hot tubs or for their electric clothes dryer or for their water heater or for a number of, you know, higher need Uh, appliances. And so you can install one yourself, or you can get an electrician to do that. You have to pull an electrical permit, and then you can plug in a level two charger. Now, if you don't have a level two charger and you're one of our customers, we'll give you $400 to buy one. There are are other options too that are equally as good and that might suit you better. Let's say you're a renter and you don't want to put in a new outlet because it's not your house. It's not your building. Maybe your landlord isn't even really that interested in doing that. Well, there's a device that you can get that's called a simple switch. And you can plug two 240 volt uh, appliances into the same, this device. And you can decide which one's going to be primary, which one's going to be secondary, when to switch over. It comes with an app that you can put on your phone. And this is a very simple and cost-effective solution. If you already have a uh, a water heater or a dryer that uses electricity or hot tub or shop equipment, and you want to make it so that you can use two things on it at the same time, this is a great way to do it. And we'll give you $400 to buy one if you're a customer of ours. Now, if you need both of those things, yeah. we'll give you $600. So there's there's options out there. And as a utility partner, you know, if you're a customer check out what your, your your local utility is willing to offer you because you might be surprised. They have answers for you that will be able to help you. Yeah, I just did an event with uh, Snohomish County uh, uh, PUD a couple of weeks ago, and the money that they were throwing around to improve, to, to put a charger in and to do that up in Snohomish County, which may be a little bit of a tougher sell, I think, sometimes than Tacoma because you're a lot more urban where Snohomish is a, a lot more rural. Um you know, it, it's amazing that the, the improvements that you could do uh, that aren't going to cost you a gazillion bucks out of your own pocket to enable you to charge that electric car at home and not have to be searching for the charging station. But if you do have to do search for the charging station, yeah, where are we at with that? When am I going to see charging stations when I'm driving down I-5 in the rest area that I could pull off and go to the bathroom, maybe get a soda, something like that, and and charge my electric car. Did you guys part of that, or how is that working out? Yeah, we're definitely part of that. You know, 80% of people's charging happens at home, and that's great. But we want to get charging out there in the, you know, what we say, in the wild, so that people have opportunities to charge in there, and they feel comfortable with buying an electric car and using it. So, yeah, 
in the last year, Tacoma Power has just in our service area, we've installed over 100 individual points where you can connect to and you can get a charge at level two or better. Uh, next year, we already have the funding. We already have the sites located to do another 70. And we're, we keep adding to that every month. So we're definitely committed to this space. Um, in some cases, we like to do it really on the cheap, sort of cost effectively. Yeah. So as much as possible, we're going out and we're getting grant funding from the state and from the federal government to help pay for it. Because, you know, we know that not everybody can afford an electric car at this point. So right. if we're taking money from everybody in our service territory and then we're investing in electric charging stations, well, there's a bit of a problem there. So we're trying as best we can to use other, other people's money to do that. And I'm sure other utilities in the area are trying to do the same. So one of the things that we've done recently, which a lot of people don't know, is we've transformed all of our street lights to LEDs. That's left um, a lot of extra capacity in the wires that serve those light posts. We've started putting on chargers on light posts in the right of way. So as you park along the side of the street, there's going to be more and more and more chargers there located on these light poles. And you'll be able to connect there. And it doesn't cost us a lot of extra money because the wiring is all there. What what I tell you to start, right? I said click cable. I mean, I remember that from years ago. Um, Now you guys are putting the the charges where they need to be next to the cars. Where can people, if they want more information about your charging stations, about getting uh, some of the offers that you talked about, where can they find you? We have a lot of information on our website that can give you everything you need to know. There's cost calculators and carbon calculators and and specific programs where you can apply for online and you can get a bill credit for some of these things. You can go to mytpu.org and just look for the electric vehicles banner and you'll be able to find all the information you need. And if you need some more help, we're always here to help. Excellent. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you stopping by. You know, I'm so impressed with uh, with Tacoma and what they do down there. Let's get our friend from uh, Advance in here, too, so we can... Uh, talk to talk to him a little bit and and get an idea of what's going on. How are you? Good. How are you doing? What is Advance? I'm good. I'm I'm good. What tell tell our audience what Advance is in the uh, couple of seconds that we a uh, couple of minutes we have left. Yeah. So Advance is a membership club for enthusiasts. So car enthusiasts. So uh, right. we put on events every week, track days, autocross, tech sessions, that kind of stuff. Uh, we also have a, a very nice print publication that we put out quarterly. So it's a it's sort of a coffee table book magazine, right? Uh, very, you know, nice thick stock, but really, it, it's for enthusiasts. It's a community for car enthusiasts. So, which we need. I mean, I used to uh, when I was back east, I, I did a lot of stuff with uh, the Monticello Motor Club. Okay, yeah, which was uh, a little bit different. It was a, a, they had a track, and you could buy condos around the track. But on the weekends, if you had a performance car, you could take it up to the track, buzz around, and you're in the company of a lot of other. Uh, car enthusiasts. So it wasn't just a club, but it was something that uh, had more of a tangi- tangibility to it. Yeah, that that you could do events and different things um, and and enjoy yourself. Now you guys are up here on the second floor, uh, the mezzanine level of the convention center. Uh, what do you? Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. seeing alphas. I'm seeing uh, Acuras, uh, Zs. I'm seeing a little bit of everything up here. Yeah. So we put together a then and now exhibit. So right. sort of the, the 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 vintage car paired with its modern counterpart. So you can see like a first generation Acura NSX next to the the latest NSX type S, which is a hybrid. Uh, so you can kind of see the the then and now same with the Supras or these Audi uh, RS2 Avant, RS6 Avant. So 
that's kind of the theme. I think we have about 30 cars up here. So it's, it's, it's fun to see the difference, how cars have kind of evolved, you know, obviously they've gotten bigger, but, but some have gone hybrid, right? So the the NSX is a a good example of that, where, you know, as the technology has evolved, you know, the, they've moved from uh, internal combustion to a hybrid. It's so interesting to see what they can do now with hybrids and also the exciting thing with sports cars uh, and collector cars and enthusiast cars are that the electrics are going to lend a whole new ability to, um, uh, you know, for handling, uh, for weight distribution, for all of the different things that that car enthusiasts that don't go and buy a car for an appliance, but buy a car because they want to take it out uh, on the weekend and go drive it on a, a nice curvy road or go to an event or do a rally or something like that. Uh, these cars, these electrics are going to are going to shine in that capacity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the performance is is crazy, right? It's, yeah. it's instant power. You know, the hybrid's kind of the best of both worlds. But obviously, then, you know, you've got Teslas and Rivians and those kind of vehicles, which, you know, are, are absolutely phenomenal. And, and we have a lot of enthusiasts, a lot of members who who have those vehicles. You know, it's, it's kind of a nice juxtaposition of, you know, a, a Tesla Model 3 for the commuter, still an exciting car, but then they've got their you know, manual transmission, older, you know, sort of uh, gas powered car for kind of a weekend right. you know, rip around uh, the, the canyons or, the, you know, the mountains, uh, the twisties kind of thing. So it's a nice it's a nice mix, right? Kind of A to B transportation. And then you've got your, you know, fun, you know, older car, which might right. have some nostalgia. You know, maybe you grew up with that that car or poster of that car in your in your uh, <laughs> you know my like car a... posters. I, <laughs> I still have them in a box somewhere. Yeah. You know, I think I kept my uh my uh you, you know Testa Rosa or for me. No, mine were Mickey Thompson uh, next okay. to a to a mag wheel oh, and nice. you know drag cartoons and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, mine, but they're dated. They're yellow on the edges. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really stoked about the idea that you guys have the uh, avants here and and what we're going to do here is i know that we have to say goodbye to our radio audience but our internet audience uh, we're going to keep you a couple of seconds more on the interview if you're listening on kknw thank you so much for spending time with us this morning come down to the auto show and uh, the seattle international auto show here at the lumen field event center and um, you'll be glad you did if you're into cars if you're into just hanging out with people that love cars this is the place you want to be we'll catch up with you next saturday morning meanwhile if you're listening to us on facebook or on youtube don't go away because we're going to continue this interview here in uh, just a second so thank you all on kknw 